where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Tonight, you got the Blues and the Predators. Pre-game starting at 6 o'clock. And, of course, you'll hear the voice of the Blues not only throughout the pre-game show, but when the puck drops as well at Enterprise Center. It's Chris Kerber, and he joins us for you, the Brown and Kerbin Celebrity Line. Kerbs, congratulations to your G-men. Yeah, nice to see them go on a little playoff run, isn't it? Absolutely. It's Danny Dimes. Maybe this, maybe this kid is a franchise quarterback. <laughs> well, let's just let him get through a playoff series and then uh, or two and then We'll see if he can follow it up. We'll give him a few years before we worry about that argument. Curbs, curbs. You're part, <laughs> of, well, the iron's hot, you're part of the media. You know how this goes. You've got yeah, to know. take a small sample, one playoff game, <laughs> and extract that and say the, the kid's likely uh, bound for Canton. You know how this works. Right, and then I do. And then and then we have to sit there and explain why it didn't happen. Yes, it that's just correct. seems like we could start start there. Well, you know that's uh, logical, curbs, and we don't uh, we don't operate in logic. But it is. But to your point, though, it is it is kind of amazing. Is uh, testing some speakers here. <laughs> uh, that's called that's called feedback on the microphones. Um, it, it is amazing just how long it has taken. It takes franchises to turn around, isn't it? I mean, they end up in a rut. They go through three, four, five coaches, maybe one or two general managers, you know. And it's just it takes quite a long time for franchises, it seems, especially in the NFL, to really turn a corner. Well, it's about finding the right coach, and they found the seemingly found the right coach in Brian Dable. The Blues found the right guy in Craig Berube, who had been in their organization and just get, had to give him an opportunity. So maybe this kind of goes back to now the Blues going through a season right now where we expected more. Uh, I think that's fair, and the injuries and you know some inconsistent play has led us to where we are right now. Can you talk to you know the coaching staff and the ability to keep the ship righted even in a season like this that has been mostly frustrating? Yeah, you know what I, I was thinking about this earlier, and and if you look at this season, let, let's just extrapolate it out just a little bit. Let let's look at one scenario. Let's say the Blues miss the playoffs. If they miss the playoffs, are we sitting there saying that that was a disappointing year? And and I think you absolutely have to. Um, and, and then you say, okay, well, where does it go? Well, there was clearly roster construction issues that didn't gel. That's, that's general manager related. Uh, one issue is, is there's, there hasn't been as much attention to detail quite as much, I think, this year as we've had in previous years. To me, that's coaching-related issues. You know, and then there's, then there's the inexperience and then just, you know, some, just some of the, the attitude of, of, of some of the players just waiting for somebody else to do it. Now, that, that's, that's player-related issues. But when you sit here and, and you look at, 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 to me, more specifically your question of the coaches, I got a lot of faith in this coaching staff. I mean, we, we talk with them on a regular basis, and 
they say the right things. Like they tell you the exact game plan you're going to need. And when we see it, you see the team find success. When you don't see it, then it is, it's, it's clearly an issue. And, and I think one of the biggest examples of this might be what they call the, the, the togetherness of, of, uh, of, of Thomas and Kairou's line. Like when they're on the ice, if, if they're playing closer together where they could support each other and have little give and goes and things like that, they can have success. But a lot of times you'll see one guy battling on the wall, a guy in the middle of the ice, and another guy way off, you know, 20 feet away on the other side of the ice. And, and it's just impossible to get any kind of consistency there. Then if the guy on the wall loses the puck, it comes the other way. No one's in position to defend, and it looks really bad. So, you know, to me, the coaches still have this thing buttoned up pretty good. And I talked to two young guys at the morning skate today and said, hey, how, how do you describe this coach? And they said, you know what? He's fair. He's hard on you. He says, but, but coaches had to be hard on young players. That, that's how they learn. But both guys said, you know what? He's fair. He tells us exactly what he wants to see, and it's up to us to do it. And, I, and I, the fact that, a, you know, two young players still trying to make their way or stay in that, that, that tells me that, uh, that the coaching staff still has everything it needs. Curbs, one of the young players that uh, got the answers to the test and used them is Jake Neighbors. And, you know, talking to Jake Neighbors uh, here on the fast lane a couple days ago, uh, one, he's extremely well-spoken and he, he's very mature beyond his years. But the biggest thing that jumped off the page to me is describing what he needs to do to be successful and what he needs to do in the NHL to help this Blues team. And he's been doing it. And he's played really, really well. And he steps up last game with the fight, which is great. You know, that goes so far with teammates and coaching staff and things like that. But you're watching. You've been watching all year long. And Jake Neighbor starts the season, goes down, comes up, goes down. But since he's come back this last time, I feel like we're we're finally seeing, you know, the development in progress here because he's played very well. Well, and, and I, I texted you right after that interview and said, man, there, there's some guys – that, uh, I, I, you know, another four years in the league, I don't think do the same interview that he just did. I agree with you, Jamie. When when you have a young player that can articulate verbally what they need to do or what they need to see or what they're trying to do on the ice, that, that gives you a good sense of where they are mentally and how, and how they can get it. He just understands the game. And my, my the, the thing that told me the most is when he answered the question about, look, when I, look the first thing when he was up here, he was so concerned about being on the right side of the puck, being on the defensive side, doing things right that the coaches don't get mad at you, that you know he kind of wasn't thinking about actually going to play offense. And going down to Springfield when they put him in all those different situations kind of brought that part of his game, and then you realize, oh, part of playing that defense is actually offense because the other team has to defend against you. And, you know, he's just uh, really from the moment he got here, he's had a presence where he could hang – in a circle with the veterans as much as he could hang in a circle with the, with the, the new guys. And that just, it, it just connects. And so I, I think, I think in the room, especially even when you, when you listen to him say, well, I didn't really see how Achari was hit. You know, I just know that something had to be awkward the way he went down. So he just did it. Like there's just some kind of old school hockey sense. And it's not really a surprise, is it? That it's both, uh, you know, that, that his biggest mentor since he got with the St. Louis blues has been Braden Shen, is it? No, not at all. And quite honestly, Curbs, I don't know how you feel about this, but in describing Jake Neighbors, because you know how it is, people around St. Louis, they grab you, you, me, and other guys, and they say, you know what, like, what is your version of Jake Neighbors five years from now, or what's the ceiling for Jake Neighbors? I don't know if it's the ceiling, 
But I look at Braden Shen and see, you know, the future of Jake Neighbors. I see a guy that is responsible, that is going to get to the front of the net, be gritty along the wall, stick up for teammates. He may not be as good of a fighter as Braden Shen by the end of his career, but it doesn't matter. I, that, I, that's my comparable for, for Jake Neighbors. Well, yeah, and, and I don't know yet, and there's, there's no way to know. I don't know yet if he's going to be the 60-, 70-point player that Braden Shen has proven that he can be and at times is. But, yeah, there's, there's similar styles in, in, in the way they look. Uh, they're, uh, the, the defensive awareness on the ice, the stand-up for your teammate. And you know what? In, in today's National Hockey League, you don't have to be that great of a fighter. You don't have to do it very often. But there are just a key moments that even if you grab a guy and just hold on like holy hell, try to get a couple punches in there and defend yourself, you're still going to fire your teammates up because the game just doesn't have that as much anymore. So uh, he's he's just got a he's got a great awareness for it. And that see when I look to the future, Jamie, with this hockey team, and the future may be just a few weeks away at the trade deadline. But we're seeing right now what this team looks like, in my opinion, without O'Reilly, Tarasenko and Krug. And I'm going, okay, well, who fills the role if Tarasenko leaves? You know, and you're like, well, is that Jake Neighbors on the right side? Or I'm sorry, is that uh, Jordan Cairo on the right side? Okay, he moves up the lineup. All right, who, who fills Ryan O'Reilly's role? I don't see anybody on that. Who fills Ivan Barbish's role? I don't think the team has anybody that, that does that, except for maybe, you know, Jake Neighbors and Ivan Barbish may end up being comparables too. But you're talking about players that – you know, are already in year six, seven, 10, 13 of their career. So it's going to take a while for them to get there. So it just shows you that if you do shift away from those guys to younger players, just the growth process that it's going to take for those guys to get to that level. But you've got to be encouraged when you see somebody like Jake Neighbors to really feel like you've got somebody that can get to that level. Yeah, absolutely. And Jake Neighbors uh, elevated in the lineup, uh, at least based upon the lines today at Morning Skate. you got Neighbors, Shen, and Buchnevich, and Saad has been moved to the line with Thomas and Cairo. Curbs, what do you think of the line changes? Does it, is it something you think uh, that will work, or do you like it, or are you not sure? Well, I'm, honestly, I'm not sure. The, the whole season for the Blues, to me, has been like that Forrest Gump box of chocolates, right? I just You just don't know what you're going to get uh, on a nightly basis. I, I don't know that the left wing with Cairo and Thomas really matters all that much until those guys get it figured out how to battle and play through some of the key matchups that they're facing, you know? So to me, that part's okay, but obviously it wasn't working yet. It, 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 it stopped working really with Butch Navich over there. I like the idea of Jake neighbors getting a little more ice time, but now here's the challenge. He's now going to get some different matchups and some different uh, responsibilities. If he's playing with Braden Shen there, that you're, you're talking about maybe defending against the Duchesne and Johansson line tonight. How does he do there? Does it work well? Do they decide to make the change in the first period? That part remains to be seen. But this, is, again, goes right back to the first question we talked about with Craig Berube. You play well. You play a certain way for this coach. He's going to reward you. And that is exactly what Jake Neighbors did. So if you're another young guy still trying to crack the lineup or looking for more ice time, there's your perfect example of how you do things with this coach. You play well. He's going to give you more, and then it's your opportunity to take advantage of it. Well said, Curbs. Appreciate uh, having you on the show. We'll be listening tonight, not only during the pregame, but also when the uh, puck drops at Enterprise Center as the Blues host the Predators. Thank you. All right, fellas. Have an awesome weekend. Thank you. You do the same. Thank you. That's Chris Kerber, voice of the Blues, right here on 101 ESPN.